1: Welcome on into a Hump Day Wednesday edition of Locked On Cougars, the daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the show. Thanks for joining me on this Wednesday edition. Talking some BYU football news and notes, another grad transfer out of the program. Is it a trend that should be worrisome? We'll talk about that here in this first segment. Also, talk a little bit about Louis Lapuajo and his retirement from football. Second segment of the show wanted to play some thoughts from a BYU former BYU star on the Cougars what he has observed from afar and also up close having a chance to be around the team a little bit and get some of his thoughts those will be coming up in the second segment of the show as well as some updates on the just sheer hard net situation from BYU head coach Dave Rose and then finally in the final segment of the show we'll catch up on everything else we haven't touched on with quick hits. A reminder about today's show, Modern Technology is great. If you guys got a smart speaker during the holiday season for Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, you can use it to listen to this podcast hands-free. All you have to do is tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. So check it out, guys. Those smart speakers are a wonder of modern technology, and all you have to do is say, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you will have us right at your earlobes. All right, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 9th, 2019. guys, about 8.30 last night, BYU running back Riley Burt put out a message on his social media channels. Instagram is where I first saw it. I also saw it come out on Twitter a few minutes after that. That he has decided to pursue a graduate transfer and play his senior season elsewhere besides BYU. We'll read his statement in full. says, After much consideration, I have decided to grad transfer and play my last season elsewhere. I have enjoyed my time at BYU and I have made friendships that will last a lifetime. I'm grateful for the opportunity I was given to play for and get a degree from Brigham Young University. I am now on the transfer portal and free to communicate with other schools. Thank you for the love and support. Go Cougs. Riley Burt. Well, similar to what we talked about with Isaiah Armstrong yesterday, who's also pursuing a graduate transfer, I have nothing but best wishes for a kid like Riley Burt. He was a guy that BYU fans were very angsty about throughout the last couple of seasons. He would play in spurts, and he'd show off his track speed, his ability to really tear it up in the open field, and made people wonder why he wasn't able to get on the field in larger doses, and I guess that'll probably remain a mystery Uh, He becomes the latest in a trend of BYU transfers, graduate transfers, and more traditional transfers as well. They've had a little run here. We've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. I mentioned to you guys in December if you really want to go back that far that there were going to be multiple transfers out of the program and they weren't they weren't bad things this is not Riley Burt being dissatisfied with his his experience at BYU it's more i think a reflection of his belief in himself his ability to play football and he wants a chance to get on the field and play in larger doses i just mentioned that BYU fans and most of you who listen to this podcast probably are among that group that felt like Riley Burt should have been given a bigger opportunity to really establish himself in BYU's backfield. Well, it is what it is. He is now going to transfer. He's going to pursue that graduate transfer, and he's upheld his end of the bargain, similar to Isaiah Armstrong, like I mentioned. If these kids that come in and put in the time in the classroom to graduate and help out the BYU football program and that APR, the academic progress rating, by graduating and then pursuing a graduate transfer for the final season, there is nothing to gripe about about when it comes to the young man. So Riley Burt, he's helping out the program by graduating, fulfilling his end of the deal and he's going to have an opportunity hopefully to go to another school, play in a larger dose and pursue whatever his dreams are with regards to football. I think most college football players have dreams of playing at the next level, the NFL, maybe one of these alternative leagues that are popping up, the Alliance of American Football or the XFL that is set to launch next year. Guys are going to have opportunities to play professionally, and I can't begrudge a young man for wanting the opportunity to go show off what he can do. Riley Burst the latest in a run, and I had a good friend of mine, Lloyd Winkleman, at LWink10 send me a question last night. He says, I'll read the question. Are there a higher number of transfers this year? He says, no idea what the typical numbers look like, but it seems there are more than usual this year. Uh, Lloyd is a dear friend of mine. We actually served together on our missions for the Church of Jesus, Christ of Latter-day Saints in Taiwan. So a hearty Lee He to you, Lloyd. Uh, Those of you that speak Taiwanese or Mandarin Chinese might get that a little bit, but... uh Lloyd has a great question here. Are there a higher number of transfers this year? He's speaking in reference to BYU. I think there are a higher number, but it's actually a higher number nationally. The new transfer rules that allow a young man to declare that he wants to transfer, and he's going onto this transfer portal and free to speak with other coaches and coaching staffs two days after he makes this decision has caused, I think, a bigger trend of transfers nationally. It might be a little higher than average for BYU because the Cougars as a whole – or a program that's a destination school. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is BYU's on the par with an Alabama, USC, uh, the national champion, Clemson. That's, that's not what I'm saying about BYU in terms of being a, quote, destination school. BYU is unique. We talk about this a lot as BYU fans and media covering BYU. Is that BYU is a church sponsored school sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. A lot of kids who grew up in that faith have a desire to go to BYU, and those that are lucky enough to have preternatural skills that play football, that have the ability to compete in whatever sport, there's a large number of them that growing up have watched BYU closely and from afar and decided, hey, hey, that's the lifestyle and the school I want to attend. I want to go live in Provo and play sports there. And I think that leads to, I think, less roster turnover than some other programs nationally that don't have that unique affiliation that BYU does with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So I do think this year is a little higher number of turnover for BYU, but it's not a bad thing. BYU is in, under a scholarship crunch. These transfers have opened up, I believe, between five or six scholarships. And those aren't necessarily going to be scholarships that go to new kids that sign with BYU potentially in February on National Signing Day. It could be a walk-on or a player that we didn't know was a walk-on that wasn't on scholarship this year who, had, who stood out that could get one of these scholarships. This is allowing BYU's coaching staff to have more flexibility in pursuing other players. Uh, the running back position in particular has been pretty hard hit by graduations and now the transfer of Riley Burt, that death chart looking mighty thin. You're looking at Lopini, Katoa, Tyler Algier, Sione Finau. Um, if Ula Tolatau is able to get back to BYU, which is some of the reports say he's expected to return this summer, that would help out. But BYU has been hitting the recruiting scene hard, trying to find a running back or running backs, graduate transfers, JC players, even some high school players that can come in and contribute right away because that running back position is has been hard hit, like I mentioned. So, Riley Burt opens up a scholarship here for another running back potentially or just another player in general, maybe a Juco wide receiver, etc., but nothing but best wishes for Riley Burt and to answer Lloyd's question it is a larger number of transfers this year but I think that's a trend that's going up nationally due to the new transfer rules the transfer portal and just the ability for a young man to decide his future for him and schools being unable to block these players from going elsewhere which they shouldn't have been able to do from the beginning in my opinion all right so there you go some of my thoughts on Riley Burt we'll keep you updated on these former players where they end up landing I could see a guy like. Riley Burt actually heading not too far north to a school like Utah State, but I have no idea. That's not me reporting that its sources say, etc. I just see him naturally ending up somewhere. A box elder high school alum from up there near the Brigham City area, so Utah State's not too far away from his hometown. So I could see something like that playing out, but we'll see where he ultimately decides to land, as well as the other players from BYU. We'll keep you updated on them as news comes out about where they decide to land. And some of these guys guys aren't going to graduate till later this spring, so their transfer destinations will not be known probably until the summer. All right, one other note on BYU football is I wanted to also give my best wishes to Louis Lapuaho. He announced on Twitter earlier this week that uh, due to some medical issues, mainly with his knees, he's who he's had surgically reconstructed. He's had multiple surgeries on his legs during his time at BYU, has announced he's officially retiring from football. Talk about a loyal soldier. Louis Lapuajo is a guy that is a program builder. He stuck with the Cougars. He could have hung it up years ago, literally decided, yeah, I'm done with this. But he battled back, got back into shape, uh, didn't play much this year. He played mainly on special teams, saw some action in the bowl game when they put a lot of the seniors in when the route was on against Western Michigan, but... I have nothing but the best wishes for a guy like Louis Lapuajo. Similar to some of these guys that are grad transferring out of the BYU football program, he's upheld his end of the bargain. He's been a loyal soldier. He's been good in the classroom. I know he had a kid recently. He got married while he was at BYU. So that is a kid I think is set up to have success in his life in whatever he pursues next. And I have nothing but happy trails and best wishes for him as he pursues kind of the next chapter of his life because... It's cool to see guys like that battle back from injury and then ultimately uh, get their degree, move on, and hopefully be a good alum of BYU and go out and do, be, be the force for good in the world. We talk about BYU, their campus motto is the world is our campus. Well, these players from the BYU football program are going to have opportunities in whatever they do. Some of them in pro football. The majority of them in other fields of work. Well, they can go out and preach the good word of the BYU football program and be liaison. For future generations of the program. So best of luck to Louis Lapuaho and Riley Burt. Alright, uh a little bit longer first segment than I anticipated, so we will step aside here. We'll come back, we need to talk some BYU basketball. Update from Dave Rose on his coach's show last night about Jashir Hardnet and the situation revolving around the reports that Hardnet is leaving BYU. We'll talk about that next. Also wanted to get some thoughts from a BYU former BYU star, a former former BYU Cougar, Michael Smith. He's been a longtime NBA commentator, now working with the at and Sportsnet crew covering Utah Jazz games. He was on the Zone Sports Network yesterday and had some interesting thoughts about the BYU basketball program that we will play for you next, right here on Locked on Cougars.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA,
1: Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, insider information, and an opinion you can't find anywhere else. And the best part is smart speakers make it easy. Most of you have probably gotten a smart speaker in the last year, maybe for Christmas. All you have to do is tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you'll have us right at your fingertips, literally and figuratively. All right, talk some BYU basketball now. Jasheer Hardnut, of course, the reports from Vanquish the Foe on SB Nation saying that he is transferring away from the program. BYU head coach Dave Rose had his annual, well not his annual, his weekly uh, show last night, the Rose Show, the Dave Rose Coaches Show on BYU TV and BYU Radio, and this was the first time he spoke publicly about Jasheer since uh, the report came out from SB Nation and Vanquish the the foe so here's what dave rose had to say about just sheer and
0: right near now, now just going through you know a tough stretch and hopefully that uh you know when, when you make decisions that affect you know you, a long period of your life that you can do it maybe in a in a time when it's not so emotional right now it's it's a pretty emotional thing and hopefully that uh, you know Jasheer can work through these things and we'll see where we where we end up
1: there you go. Dave Rose on Jasheer Hardnett. Sounds like uh, it's a young man trying to figure out what his future holds. You heard Dave talk about a decision that affects your future. Uh, the report from Vanquish the Foe said that Jasheer Hardnett was on track to graduate in April. So, maybe, it's, maybe he decides, I'm going to stay in school, but I'm not playing basketball anymore this year. I'm going to graduate in April and then pursue that graduate transfer. I think that might be the most ideal situation and I'm sure BYU basketball would favor that. Similar to what BYU football has with these grad transfers. It helps them with that APR rating, keeping them in the good graces of the NCAA. So I'm guessing that Dave Rose and his staff have talked to just this year, kind of explained what where they stand on it. I'd like to reconcile some things, I'm sure, but it sounds like it's a pretty emotional time. But based on everything I'm hearing and kind of reading between the lines of what Dave Rose said there, as well as the report from Vanquish the Foe, et cetera, and people I have talked to, quote unquote, hashtag sources, it sounds like Jasheer Hardnet is done playing for BYU basketball. Does that mean he's done taking classes in Provo? Not necessarily, but it sounds like his BYU basketball career is over and he's going to pursue kind of the next chapter of where he'll play his final season of eligibility. And we'll keep you updated on any other news. Uh, the general media, I will be down there, are expected to speak with the coaching staff and players today and we'll hopefully have more for you on tomorrow's show, maybe some more clarification. All right, of course, the BYU basketball program trying to kind of get themselves righted, get back on the right path. Well, former BYU star Michael Smith uh, played in the NBA for a long time, was a longtime NBA commentator for the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, recently signed on to work with AT&T Sportsnet and the Utah Jazz Broadcast as a pre-half and post-analyst with Alema Harrington. Well, he joins David James and Patrick Kinahan every so often, about twice a month, to tie Talk about the Utah Jazz, and of course, uh, he also has a vested interest in the Cougars, being an alum of the school, having played for the program. And Patrick Kinnahan had an opportunity yesterday uh, to ask michael smith about what he'd observed from byu and there was an interesting um answer that came from michael smith that i feel like byu fans should hear if you haven't heard it if you want to hear the full interview you can go to 1280 the and hear the whole thing there but here's a snippet the Q and A with patrick Kinnahan and michael smith talking byu basketball I don't know how much you follow it, but you played there, BYU. They seem to be struggling. They seem to be in a state of flux. Players coming and going and not playing good D and haven't been living up to what we expected. Do you have any idea? Can you put your finger on as far as what the problem is?
0: Uh, you know, I, I, one night, one, one week I was in town for three jazz games. And so on an off day, I went down there and watched their practice. And I was like thoroughly impressed with the way they practiced and the way they worked. Uh, this was right after they lost to a Northern Illinois team or something like that, or Illinois State, somebody they played early in the year. And in our day, we didn't charter, but they chartered. They flew back. So they got back 2.30 in the morning, uh, the night of a jazz game, and the next day I went up to practice. And Coach Rose said, yeah, you can come watch, but we're not going to do much. But I came up there to watch, and they did a lot. So on a day they got home, 2.30 in the morning, they were there practicing. I was like blown away. I was like, cow, these guys, they get after it. I loved the way they worked and their offensive schemes and their defense. And I just thought, these guys are awesome. Then I watched them play. And I went to the Weber game that same week at Weber and saw them just not make any shots. Even though Yoli Childs had a really good game inside, they just, they went, you know, four for 19 from deep, and I was like, what? Uh, I took my boy down here to the San Diego State game in San Diego just uh, maybe a week and a half ago, and just some get crushed. I was like, what? So I wasn't seeing the translation or the, the carryover from practice to the games with the same speed and intensity. And, and, and yeah, games are a little different. You adjust, but I don't know. I don't know what it was that was missing, but uh, I know for a fact they're not shooting the ball well from deep. And that, that in a day and age when you, you're recruiting at BYU and you're, you're not going to get the top 50 players in the country uh, just by nature of how hard it is to get into BYU plus the honor code. and So it's, it's a difficult task to get talent there, right? And I'm talking about Duke, North Carolina talent. It's, they may never get that kind of talent. But the guys they do get, you would think uh, where they could be great is perfecting that shot, and I just there's not a lot of great shooting that's perplexing to me. so I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of their games in the previous you know four or five years because of my NBA schedule and travels, but this year I have been able to watch, and that that's the missing thing to me, you know i I, I just don't see them knocking down like open shots and three balls that they should be. If they become a great three-point shooting team, now that's a big if, right? I don't know if it's personnel or if it's guys not paying the price to become great at it, but I feel like that was always a trademark of BYU squads. They always had shooters. They always had an ability to keep a game close because of their shooting would equalize maybe what they didn't have in top 20 talent.
1: There you go, Michael Smith, and you heard him say it. He said he went down to a practice, and he said it was sharp. Guys were moving all over the court, and just things were flowing smoothly. And he said that when he saw the games, he went to that Weber State game. He said he also went down to the San Diego State loss, so he seen BYU lose two of their bigger games this year. And he said it was uh, just a different, different look. It wasn't as in sync. It wasn't as um, fluid. It just wasn't the same feel that he had seen from his practices. That he had attended while he was here in town. And I think that's something that BYU fans, I think every BYU fan can kind of glom onto that and understand, well, that's gotta be something. And you heard Michael Smith also say they got to start hitting their threes. And this is a roster that was built by Dave Rose to be a high volume, three point shooting team. Well, when you're not hitting at a high clip, it's not a good look. I've mentioned yesterday on this on this show that I feel like there's something going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is. Like I said, I, I don't, I'm not going to begin to speculate on that. But there is something broken in that locker room that needs fixing. We'll see if they're able to get the ship righted. They horse to Portland tomorrow night. We'll preview that game for you on tomorrow's edition of Locked On Cougars. But I thought that was some good thoughts from Michael Smith. He said that if they could... Essentially, I think what I took away is he said if they played the way they practice, they'd be a much better team. And for whatever reason, that's not translating to the court when it comes to game time for whatever reason at this point. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back, wrap up today's edition of Locked on Cougars with quick hits, get you up to date on everything else we haven't touched on in today's show. But before we do that, though, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right now as a sponsoring show, as a sponsor element of Locked on Cougars. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcast they listen to. Our demographic is heavily skewed towards males over ninety percent with more education and earning potential than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast. You can email me JCatch at lockedonbyu at gmail dot com. Would we'll be happy to speak with you about your company, your brand, and hopefully help represent you in Earn some new co- new contacts, new customers for you as well. So once again, you can reach out to me to do that at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. would we'll be happy to work with you. All right, more in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. are Locked On Cougars. We are your daily podcast on the Locked On Podcast Now We're covering the BYU Athletic Department. In particular, BYU football and basketball but of course we cover all the other sports in BYU. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we're going to have some thoughts from the BYU men's volleyball team as they begin their season looking to capture that elusive national title. Gabby Garcia Fernandez and also head coach Sean Olmsted uh, spoke to the media and we'll play some of those thoughts for you on tomorrow's show. But I had a friend reach out to me last night after the news of a couple of transfers out of the University of Utah, wondering if these young men could end up at BYU because they have connections to Kalani Satake and Elisa Tuiaki from their time up on the hill. Um, one of them is a guy named Chris Hart. He's a linebacker, a sophomore from St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, he's a guy who's played at spot duty for, for Utah. He was a guy that was recruited in part by Kalani Satake uh, and is kind of his final run with Utah before he left for Oregon State. I'm not sure that Chris Hart would decide to transfer 40 miles south being a kid from Florida. Maybe he's looking to go closer to home, but it's an opportunity for BYU if they feel like they need to bolster their linebacker position, might be worth taking a shot. I also had the same friend ask me about C.O.C. Mariner. He's a wide receiver from the University of Utah, a kid that was recruited by Aaron Roderick during his time at Utah. And Mariner, by all accounts, is a good football player. I don't think he's the most polished wide receiver, but he's done some decent things in his, BYU, in his BYU career, his Utah career. We're on a BYU podcast. But uh, Mariner, I think, would be the more likely of the two that would transfer to BYU, simply dude his association with Aaron Roderick. If I'm not mistaken, based on everybody I've talked to, Aaron Roderick played a large role in re- recruiting a COC Mariner, who's also known as George Wilson or George Mariner or COC George Wilson Mariner. He goes by COC Mariner now. All the different name changes he's had during his time at at Utah, I think he would be a welcome addition, would help bolster BYU's wide receiver depth at the very minimum. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, The the transfers between the two schools, you don't see it too often, but we've seen Francis Bernard go north from BYU. We've also seen Austin Lee go from Utah to BYU, so there are some transfers back and forth between the two, but Chris Hart and and C.O.C. Mariner are two players to keep an eye on. Have association with BYU staff from those guys on the BYU staff from their time at Utah, so might be worth tracking and keeping an eye on because they could be two players, I think, at the very minimum. This is just my opinion. Utah recruits at a different level than BYU. And that's not a bad thing about BYU. It's just that Utah has that Power Five label. There's no arguing that. If you want to argue with me, feel free. Hit me up. Locked on Cougars on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. Argue with me all you want about that. But Utah recruits at a different level. They have that power five label associated with their name, and they're getting higher caliber players, at least according to the star rating system. And I think guys like a Chris Hart and a COC Mariner, where they filled the satisfied with their role at Utah well maybe BYU can step in scoop them up and at least bolster the depth in Provo with their abilities or perceived abilities. I'm not convinced that either one ends up with with BYU, but we'll keep you updated on that if anything comes out about it. So there you go, some thoughts on some transfers out of Utah and if they have a chance to end up with the Cougars. All right, wrapping up today's show, thanks again for joining me. It's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every day. This has been the 100th episode of the show. We've made it 100 shows, and I'm expecting hundreds more. So looking forward to the remainder of the week this week and also on into the future as we get ready for spring football, the rest of the basketball season. There's a lot of winter sports starting up this weekend. We'll have it all covered for you beginning tomorrow on Locked on Cougars. And don't forget to come back every day for the latest and greatest in BYU news. We cover it all for you right here on Locked on Cougars. This has been the show for January 9th, 2019. Have a great day.